Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 512. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk some football tonight. Football's over. The CFL season, the 2022 season, is now officially over. We had the Great Cup game this last week, and what a game it was. Yes, sir. Anyhow, yeah, so uh, this is cool. We've, uh, we've got lots to talk about. There's a lot of things that happened. There was awards. There was uh, a, a, a stellar game that went down to the last play of the game. In fact, the, both the Western final and the uh, Grey Cup game went down to the last play of the game, literally. And, uh, yeah, so everything was pretty cool. This is a, it was a great – we're happy. So we got a full slate of people on board here. I really don't have anything to rant about. There's no real bitches. But we're going to start talking about a whole pile of things, about what teams are going to have to do in the off season, what's going to happen, where the league needs to go, what needs to happen. There's a whole pile of cool things that are happening right now. So, anyhow, I'm going to open up the mics really quickly, like right now, and introduce the panel, and we're going to go and jump right in and talk some football. Forget about talking about the fucking weather, because it's just cold everywhere. So we're not going to do that. Okay, welcome to the show, Charles. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm cold. Oh, I'm not so cold. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually like mild down here, but what's that? Yeah, we need a truck, so that, that explains that. But yeah, but I'm doing well. Good. I can't Glad complain. you hear that. Yep. Yeah. Nobody listens anyhow, so why complain? That's my That's my true. philosophy anyhow. No, I agree. Let's. Pre- Let's bring William in, into the show right now. William, how are like you, sir? I am here, and, and I guess the overall theme is weather. It's zero in Calgary right now, so it's quite warm. So, yeah, it's zero go. in Merritt right now, but it's uh, it's kind of rainy, frozen rain type of thing the last couple of days, although right now we're we're good. So we're not talking about weather. We're, fuck that. Let's not talk about weather. Okay. Anyhow. We got okay. football to talk football about. We need all over. the time we can, right? It's over. We football can talk about weather at the end if we still have some time. What? Okay. Football season's football. over. Football's We've over. We've got like eight months now to it talk is. about the weather. Is it June yet? Um, oh, fuck. Don't even start there yet. Okay. 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 It's Christmas is coming. Let's. I got my Christmas lights up on my house. It's beautiful. Um, Me too. So, so, Rudy, so why Rudy, don't we take care? Hang on, Will. We, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what do you want? Speak. You've got the floor. Is this going to be the last podcast of the year? No. No? No. Okay. I think we, we usually start around, around December 1st or something like that. We we still got That's a couple next. more oh, rounds. Okay. There's going to be some... There's going to be some shit happening in the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure that we're going to get some signings, and I think we're going to get some coach firings and stuff like that. We need to talk about this, and then we'll take a Christmas break. Okay. okay? That's fine. 
You bet. Rudy, welcome to the show, bud. Okay. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Ready to roll. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so the 30th of November is a Wednesday, and then we go to the 7th of December. So we'll talk about when the last show is. I, we're, we either have one more or two. All right. Okay. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Right. And then we take yep. a little pause break and come back in January. Yep. I think there's going to be some shit happening in the next week or so, and I think we're going to want to talk about it. You may be right. And, uh, yeah. And, and you know what? And if there's nothing happening, then we'll just take an early break. But if there's something happening, then we'll run a show on the 7th. Okay. Okay. Unless you guys have something else you want to do, and then we can do it. I just don't – I think coming up Christmas, I don't want to do too much. This, this Friday night, this Friday night is the Santa Claus Parade in Meridier, and I'm in the parade. I'm, I'm driving my race car because it looks like a Grinch. It's a Grinch mobile. Have you, have, you seen, have you seen my race car? Have you seen the back end of it? I've got a uh, – I'll send you guys a pic of it. It's pretty cool. Um, anyhow, yeah, so I got a Grinch suit that's coming, and I'm going to wear my Grinch costume. Oh, God. Can I, ask amazing. Can, I ask a, can I ask a question? Sure. Okay. If what do you want? Merit is having a, if Merit is having a parade? Yes. Who, who watches it? Because aren't all the participants in the parade? not a very big place, is it? No. It, it, there's okay, about so, almost 8,000 people here now. Okay. Okay. Wow. Must be the highlight of the day. Just saying. Could be. Uh, could be. I'm running out of distance okay. on my iPad, so... Anyhow, so let's let's talk about football for a bit then, and we'll get back to some other stuff. Uh, Rudy, you're here. You're right. We we already yes, talked to you. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we had a breakout game, and it was the final game of the championship game of the CFL's 2022 season, and we had the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the defending Grey Cup champions, uh, taking on the Toronto Argonauts, uh, a, an 11 and 7? Is it 11 and 7? 11, 11 and 7, yeah. they were. 11 and 7, and the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers were 15 and 3. Yep. And they went to battle in Regina. Now, we can talk about Regina hosting a great game and why they should never be allowed to do it again. But we can do that later. Right now, let's talk about the football game. Now, none of us except Rudy had any skin in this game, so we're going to let Rudy go first, and you can talk about the, the, the this Grey Cup game for your benefits. And uh, because you're a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, and it was your team, and uh, then we'll laugh at you later. I mean, sorry, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Go ahead, Rudy. Well, you know what? I was uneasy about this game because I said to you um, off the air, I said, West teams that clinch early, uh, it happened in Calgary in 16 and 17, um, they lose that little bit of edge. And it doesn't matter. And there's, no, and there's no, nothing you can do to defend against it. You just got to hope you can get through the, uh, the playoffs. Last year, 
the Bombers didn't play very good in the playoffs. They had five turnovers against Saskatchewan in the West Final. They struggled against the Tire Cats for three quarters, but they were able to, you know, they had a kicker that bailed them out in the Grey Cup game. And then they were able to win it in overtime. So I think you can only go to the well too many, so many times. And uh, it caught up to the Bombers on, on Sunday. The O-line was uh, shockingly bad. Uh, Caleros was hurt. He couldn't get out of the pocket. So, uh, and Toronto dialed up the blitz. And Buck Pierce didn't adjust or he couldn't adjust if our old line wasn't going to block. So to give Toronto credit, they, uh, they, uh, they came uh, with a lot of heat and they got the result they needed. Um, that missed convert was, uh, was tough when it, when it missed because uh, Legio's had an issue with missing converts for two years. He was replaced last year by Castillo because he kept on missing converts and his kickoffs weren't deep enough. So if you notice during the game, Toronto scrimmaged after kickoffs at the 40 or 50 because the kickoffs are so short. So Winnipeg's defense was under was under pressure all game. And uh, it's just, uh, just unfortunate, you know, to, to – I'd rather the game – I'd rather lost in overtime than to lose by a point because of a missed convert. Now, that's saying that. That's not the only reason why we lost. But it's still kind of a, a bitter pill to swallow. You know, converts should be automatic. But uh, congrats to the Argonauts. They uh, they uh, they executed when they needed to, and they made big plays when they needed to. And uh, but the Bombers will be back next year. I think they'll be uh, they'll be in the mix. They'll get to the West Final again. If they win, that's up. I won't guarantee that. Who? The Bombers? The Bombers will be in the West Final. Do you, you, you honestly believe the shit you're throwing out there right now? The Bombers will be in the West Final next year. Yeah, the Bombers will be in the West Who? Who? Edmonton? Edmonton, Saskatchewan are going to be non-factors. It'll be, if Rourke doesn't come back, BC will be good, but it'll be the same three teams again. It'll be BC, Calgary, BC, Calgary, Winnipeg. Rourke comes back, I'll give BC first. But I I wouldn't see where Winnipeg, I don't, I I wouldn't see a massive decline. In Winnipeg, you don't. I, I honestly no. don't think that they're. Uh, yeah, they're they're not going to do that well. I, I don't. I, I, I got this I feeling that, that the the way they're talking, Big Big uh, Hill's going to rally the troops. Big Hill today was was there. Uh, I think if they would have won, you would have seen some. I think some guys will be coming back that wouldn't have necessarily come back. So. They got to fix the old line. They got they got to shore that up. You get a, get a kicker, but nothing nothing that can't be fixed. I mean, they're gonna be better than they're gonna be better than Edmonton and Saskatchewan. Like that's two shit shows there. And Calgary well, quarterback hasn't shown it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I I call the West as BC, Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Saskatchewan is what I've been post putting out there lately. I don't I don't think Winnipeg is going to be the dominant force in the league that they were. But, I mean, we're going to get into that later. Let's just talk about the fucking game. Yeah. So, uh, you're really bummed about this misconvert, eh? I'm, uh, no, no, I'm, you know what You, know, you win is it? Hold on. 
I agree. I don't know what you're going to say. Win as a team, and I agree there's a lot wrong in that game that Winnipeg didn't execute. But that doesn't change the fact that this kicker has been inconsistent for two years. He missed two converts against BC. I mean, the guy's 50% in converts so, in, in the playoffs. Oh, so whose fault have that. is that? Who's, His. Whose fault He's is missing. that? He's missing. No, well, not. I mean, it's Walters. Stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what he does? He's a Canadian that does both duties. So then they kind of gambled, right? Because then that, that helps you with the ratio. And you can play Americans in other positions. So I kind of get what they were doing, but I think there's, there comes a point where you need to make sure your guy's, ma- your guy's able to, to execute at that position. But, yeah, there was more to that, that loss then. We were up nine points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, that throw by Prokop was ridiculous. But we could just throw in a short pass, screen pass, get five or ten yards, get a first down, score it again, would have been up two scores, and that would have put the game away. But we throw that long bomb into double coverage, and that was that was the start of the, the comeback for the Argos. Yep. And so, I mean, if you're gonna if you're, if you're gonna throw that pass, it's got to be Claros or, or or Brown. No, go ahead. Well, he, he's a he's a quarterback. He should be able to throw a pass. He should be able. to. <sighs> yeah, but I just don't like the long. Like there was this, when you're up nine in the fourth quarter. Why not just throw something short underneath, get the first down, keep the clock going, march down, kick a field goal or uh, a single that would have helped. Would have made it. Would have made it a ten point, uh, ten point game. Just I just. I understand what they're trying to do, but Toronto was ready for it. So maybe give Toronto some credit too. They had two guys on that receiver. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Charles, you go next. Tell, tell, tell me what you thought of this game. Well, it was kind of it was a very much defensive battle for the first half. Uh, both defenses, I thought, were playing really well and probably mixed in with both offenses kind of sputtering somewhat. But it was low scoring in the second half. Third quarter got uh, somewhat better, and then all hell broke loose in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was a typical uh, CFL finish I had ever seen, one that's a textbook one. I mean, in the fourth quarter, you had uh, a punt return touchdown, two blocked kicks, and a team come back from a nine-point deficit against the defending champions. I mean, it had everything in that, that fourth quarter. The Bombers, for the Bombers' offense, I had made the comment, and I still say, that the Bombers' offense looked strikingly like the Lions' offense did in the Western Final. It just never hit its stride. It never got going. They made some pretty good, decent plays, but they never, ever got into a rhythm uh, like we've nope. seen the team in the, in the uh, regular season. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Zach Calero simply was not healthy. You could tell he was not moving around. He looked very apprehensive. He was not moving the pocket uh, like he normally did, and that was when he was normally most dangerous is when he got outside the pocket. He just wasn't doing that. I still think that even though they ran him quite a bit, they, I still think they could have ran uh, Olivera more. 
this guy with a thousand yard rusher, give the ball uh, to him as much as he can. Uh, I thought they gave it to him a good amount, but I still thought they could have used him more. And the offensive line, which has for years been a uh, kind of a, a, um, a gold standard for Winnipeg, just looked terrible in this game. Uh, the Argos were getting all sorts of pressure on Zach Caleros. And that's something over the last few years that Caleros has not really had to deal with all that much. Uh, they've kept him pretty well protective, probably mainly because they're afraid to let him get hit and get cussed again. But uh, you got to give the Argos some credit, too. They hung in there. I mean, let's face it. I don't know about anybody else. But when the Bombers went up 23-14 in the fourth quarter, I figured this game's over. It's a nine-point lead, which is not a yep. lot, but this Bomber team, um, with all they've been through over the last few years, they're just going to shut this down and coast to the end. And that didn't happen. And um, Ruby's right. That pass by Prukoff that ends up getting intercepted, stupid pass. There was no reason to do it. That's the time you need to be working the clock when you've got the lead, run the clock down. Even if you only go down and get a field goal, a nine-point lead becomes a 12-point lead. Then they don't need a field goal and a touchdown. They need two touchdowns. So you put more pressure on them even with a field goal. I know what they were probably trying to do. They were trying to go for the the kill shot, basically. But it just wasn't uh, the opportune time. And why are you doing that with your third-string quarterback? If you're going to let go downfield, get the starter to do it. Or even the number two guy. Don't use the third string guy. Yeah. And I was yeah. thanks saying, oh, he should be able to throw a ball, but he's a third string quarterback for a reason. He's Drew not Brown's as good as the bigger, other two. Yeah. Drew Brown's so got a bigger gotta, arm than he does. Yeah, you got to give it to yeah. one of your top two guys. Doing with the third guy makes no sense, especially at that point of the game. If it's early in the game, it's maybe a different story, but at that point in the game, I don't think that's what you do. So, Give credit to the Argos. They hung in there. They got the points they needed to. They didn't have a punt return touchdown, but they got a big return when they needed it to set up a touchdown. And give them credit. They, no one, virtually no one was picking them to win this game, and they come out and they win it. So you got to give them all. Well, yeah, you did, surprisingly. Uh, but, okay. hey, give them all the credit in the world. They were able to pull the win out. So you gotta, you got to give them, give them their props. And, uh, Winnipeg, hell, they're probably upset. I know they wanted the three-peat, but, uh, hell, they've still won two of the last three. So I think they're uh, they're going to do okay. So I have to ask you a question here, and it, it always comes down because we're always pointing fingers at somebody as, what the fuck did you do this for? What, the, what would have happened if Prukov connected with that pass? He would have looked like a hero. Buck Pierce would have looked like a hero. It would have been amazing. Nobody expected it to happen, right? It just it was well, one of those things that if it high works, risk, high reward. You're, it's, it's amazing. If it doesn't work, you look like a fucking idiot, okay? And that's kind of what happened here. And I, I, you know what? I don't really – I understand what you're saying, Charles. It's at that point in time, run the clock, run the ball, take some, take some time off the clock. Play some football. You're up by a bunch. Yeah. But I don't think it was a dumb play. And also, Bombers, too many two and outs on offense, kept on giving Toronto, Toronto kept on getting the ball back. 
So, I mean, yeah, that I mean, not nine, nine, nine points isn't much to make up in the CFL as you get <laughs> the ball 12 times in the, in the fourth quarter. So, yeah. It's, uh, Shit, 29 points isn't much in the CFL. Yeah. In some cases, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, let's go over to William. William, 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 buddy. What did you think about this Grey Cup? Anyhow, happy birthday. I think we all said that already once a couple times. But uh, you did have your big birthday party Saturday night, and then the Grey Cup game was Sunday. Um, what was your take on this game, little Willie? Well, I'll tell you what. This is my take on the game, and I've been watching it. I've been watching it all through the playoffs. Football is pretty simple. You know that, Charles. When you said, yep. when you said they they ran Olivier or whatever his name enough. He ran the ball 15 fucking times. That's it. Okay? That's what I mean. That's not enough. If Zach Galeris is hurt, like we all know he was, and he wasn't wasn't, uh, getting outside the pocket like he has in the past, run the fucking football. Yep. And if you do that, Toronto's exhausted by the third or fourth quarter. They're not going to be with you. They're not going to stay with you. Kenok Mwamba is fat, okay? He's fat <laughs> and he's old. And he's old, okay? But he, and and but, but he had a nice interception. But what? Well, he's still you know a smart what? player. Everybody can be in everybody can be in the right place at the right time, okay? Anyway, let's say one. Um, yep. Yeah. You know what? They 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 should run the they should have ran the ball. That's all I can say is they should have run the ball. Because Zach was not Zach. Any, we saw that. No, but okay? they couldn't though. They tried to run the ball in, in the first quarter and they got oh dumped. You know what? They, they you went know out. What? I, I hate I hate when people say they couldn't run the ball. You fucking do it until it works. It's that simple. Well, Olivier got 85 yards yeah. rushing. Like Olivier, uh, Olivier, he had, he had, he did pretty good. He had 85 yards. And, and, like and, and on 15 carries, if he had a ran, if he had a ran the ball 25 times, he might've got 160 fucking yards. Our old line wasn't doing much. I, I don't think we're getting 165 yards. Well, yeah, yards. but the problem is, the problem is, the old line, the old line wasn't pass blocking, that's for sure. But all those fat guys on the old line, if you tell them to go right at, straight ahead, they can do that pretty easily. I don't know. An old line wants to uh, rush block; they don't want to pass block. Anyhow, um, in a normal football game, the running back should touch the ball twenty-two to twenty-five times. If your quarterback is injured. He better get the ball over 30 times. He got it 15. And you're right. And so you go, you're running the ball, and you run for a yard, or you run for two. You run. I mean, BC did not give up on the run that entire game against Winnipeg in the semifinals. They kept pounding it. And they were, they were like hitting a wall. It was terrible. Yeah, Winnipeg? But every once in a while, they, they broke one. you got to do it. You've got to run the ball. It's just a fact. Anyhow, 
I watched this game. I loved this game. It went back and forth. I was angry. I was happy. I was sad. I was mad. Uh, I was throwing things around, and then I was jumping up and down. It, it was just a delightful game to watch. It was. It brought out a, the emotions in the fans. Uh, it was a spectacular game. Uh, it, it, it was a good game regardless of who won. It went back and forth. It was a good football game. If somebody was seeing this game for the very first time, they would enjoy it. They wouldn't know what was, the hell was going on, but they would enjoy it because it was an exciting game. It went back and forth and back and forth. And, yes, we are going to not see a lot of players anymore. There's a lot of players that will retire in a year. There was a lot of old people on that on that field, and they're not going to be coming back. And uh, you know that 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 happens at the end of every season, and this one's no exception. So, but yeah, it was a oh, we're talking about the Grey Cup game. Let's let's right now, just because right now, what did you think of the halftime show, William? Who cares? Yeah. Was there a halftime show? I don't know. I didn't. I turned uh, no, it off. No, I did not. I did not. I, went I to didn't the watch it. I, I didn't. The I didn't watch. Really pay attention. I didn't care. I. Yeah. I, I turned the channel. Hey, I was just. I wanted to point. I, I want. I still want to get my point across. When Calgary played. When Calgary played Toronto this year. Calgary won twenty nine to two. Okay, correct. They ran the yep. ball twenty. They ran the ball twenty four times. They got a hundred and sixty four yep. yards. Mm-hmm. Toronto's Who? very successful Toronto or to get the run on. Calgary. Yeah. yeah. They should have ran the ball. But that was a terrible Sorry. game for Toronto. I yeah, mean, it's they, they got two con. Uh, they got two rouges. These teams don't care tell like they they don't that game was still preseason to to Toronto. They don't they don't worry. Regular season games that they don't matter in the East. You just you just you just stagger in the playoffs and you get hot at the right time and you catch lightning in a bottle and away you go. You have a good in the East if you have a good six week stretch you can make the playoffs. Yeah, that's all you need. Now if you do that in the West, you're gonna end up in third place and you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get your you're gonna be in trouble going on the road for, for two straight games. Well you're gonna barely make the crossover. Um, yeah. It was it was after Labor Day when we were talking about Ottawa being only four games out of first place in the East and they hadn't right. won a game yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you right now, there's no Grey Cups for Toronto in 2017 or 2013. If there's one division, there's no way East teams come to the West and win win that semifinal. No, no, no chance. one's coming into Calgary or BC this year and, or or in 2017 or 16. Ottawa wasn't going to come come West and win a game in the in the in the in a semifinal. But I agree. But it is what it is. I don't think they're changing it to one division anytime soon, unfortunately. No, not going to happen. No, there's, there's a lot of changes that this league needs to make and they're not going to do. 
race so <clears throat> excuse me yeah so I think without what, some what, variety, what was no go ahead what was really cool about this game and what about this game really sucked anything the, well, the anthem so. the but the pregame show, the halftime show, the panel, oh, the uh, um, the, the calling, uh, the I like the I like Bo Levi Mitchell on the panel. I like Bo on the panel. He might be better at that than quarterback at the, at 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 the moment. Um, Rod Smith is clueless. I why isn't Nielsen doing that game? Like Rod Smith didn't know where he was. He said it was. It's a beautiful night, perfect conditions. Meanwhile, there was a 30 kilometer an hour wind out of the north, a prairie north wind, which affected the kicking game, and that was totally not talked about at all. That's a big part of the game in November really? on the prairies. Uh, Rod Smith during the broadcast didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the, the flags were swirling, so I thought that was a kind of I couldn't believe he could he didn't mention the wind in a game in in a in a game on the prairies in November but well there's a uh, there's I mean, a few places that the wind in November makes a difference BC's not one of them yeah <laughs> yeah I mean Saskatchewan to be fair, I, I will still take to be fair I'll still take Rod Smith over you know, Rod Black and some of these other clowns that TSN has uh, I would say it's about even. I mean, Cuthbert, Cuthbert was good. He was really good. Um, this Nielsen's good, though. Yeah. I, I was, uh, so. And can they yeah, get that, rid of freaking Glenn Studer? It's time for him to go. Like, no, this, please. This time, this, New, 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 new voice, new, new like just, it's time to evolve a little bit. CFL. It, it's amazing how many people think that Glenn Suter is the best guy for the job, and they just yeah, okay, love him. What, pro- what, pro- what fucking serious? You Ryder fans? Yeah, you're Ryder, yeah, Ryder fans. fans. Yeah, they live in their alternate universe because uh, they they assume they're going to be in that Grey Cup game. So they they bought up all the tickets, listening to their media, saying yeah, they're going to be in the game, and then they didn't, and they didn't buy the tickets for the love of the CFL. They bought the tickets to go watch the Riders play, which is fair, but they, there was a fire sale all day, all week. The, at kickoff, tickets are going for like 60 bucks on StubHub. You cannot, you cannot believe that the Riders are going to make the playoffs. Nobody in that, they, in that, nobody at the they, beginning in that, of the season thought that the Riders are going to make the playoffs. Their team was shit from the day one. Oh, the Riders fans did. It, yeah. Their media doesn't deal in reality. Their media is unbelievable. They'll, their media, yeah, great cup every year. So. I picked right them to be times. last in the West, and, the, and and Edmonton just messed me up with that one, okay? Because I thought Edmonton was going to do a little bit better. With Chris Jones, but, yeah. I think next year they might be a little bit better. I think Chris Jones, I don't see Chris Jones being this bad two years in a row. I think he kind of needed a year to clean things up there. 
Oh, it, it, that team was just absolute garbage. Uh, no, he, he needed it. it. Next year, his team is going to make the playoffs. Edmonton Elks will be in the playoffs next year. You heard it from CJ. Right here. Might be the crossover, but they're going to make the playoffs. You think You think the East actually might be half decent next year? No. Hamilton, no. Hamilton hosting? Never. <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> No, they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be good this year. Apparently, remember before the season started, everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, yeah. only better than the West." It's only gonna happen. It's only gonna happen if Ottawa goes bankrupt and Winnipeg becomes goes to the East again. That's the only time that's ever gonna happen. No, I don't want to go to the East again because it it breeds bad football. It took us fifteen years to to get rid of ourselves of bad habits playing in the East. There's no motivation to have a. You don't need to be fourteen and four in the East. Get go eight and ten. You'll get a home playoff game. You'll get an, you'll get a, you'll get an East final, an East semifinal. Then you you go. You have a one game shot to uh, get to the Great Cup after that. Like it's you know there's no real there's no real pressure to to come to the gates fast. Like you struggle in the West early. You're you're behind the eight ball. And you're gonna, you're, you're basically, well, you've already, you know, you lose four games early. You pissed away your, you pissed away the West final. You're not going to make the the West final. So, yeah. I mean, you still can, but wouldn't even be semi, but it's yeah, or the West semi, but. The, I'll give you an example of where that you're wrong. 2011. Yes, that's that's that was uh, BC went on quite a run. That was an anomaly, though. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That was a lot. an amazing but, season. But it's yeah, never but, happened you know, before. Team, but to be fair, and I and this is true this year too, when people are saying, "Oh, Ottawa was good," the first four games of the CFL season is basically preseason still level football. Nobody's in sync. The offenses and defenses, everybody, the high player turnover. So teams really aren't in sync for the first four games. You get some crazy results. You know, you get – I mean, Ottawa could have beaten Winnipeg twice this year, actually, in, in the first two weeks. Could have. You know, so you get those crazy results. But I always look at the, the last half of the season, how teams are playing. That gives you, that gives you an idea of, of, of where you're at. And, uh, I mean, Saskatchewan can completely fell off the, the map in the second half. So, but – Oh. And when does um, okay? And next and next year the Great Cup is in Hamilton, right? Yes. Correct. Another bit. Another. Guess hotel. I guess hotels will be an issue in Hamilton, or do they have a? Do they have something set up there? I guess I heard something about shuttles, maybe from Burlington. I they're, heard that. They're not as bad as as Regina. I guess, yeah, okay. Okay, the reason why is Hamilton is surrounded by other communities, okay? There's a lot, Hamilton's not a big place, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's like going to Coquitlam, Charles. Do you know what I mean? There's a yeah. community right on all four sides of it and, and out and, and out and out. So, yeah, there might not be as many hotels in Hamilton itself, 
but within 45 minutes, there's, there's a, a lot of community. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, th- there's nothing around Regina Regina. in the middle of nowhere. So my issue would be this. If you're going there for Grey Cup week and you're out enjoying the events in Hamilton at, at whatever, Ryderville or Spirit of Edmonton, and it's like you're going to have to, what, cab there and cab back 45 yeah, minutes? Yeah, Uber. Get to Uber. It's not exactly, exactly uh, fan-friendly. I mean, at least you've got a place to stay. But, you know, I just think... I mean, I'm glad they go. I, I think it's good to have uh, Grey Cups in, in the smaller cities, but not not back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, not three in a row. Like, maybe spread it out a little bit. But that's my... Well, where was it last year? Hamilton. Hamilton. They went Hamilton, was it Saskatchewan, Hamilton, last Hamilton. Year? Yes. Yes. Well, that's ridiculous. I know. They went Hamilton... There. And when Hamilton, Saskatchewan, Hamilton, Saskatchewan, Hamilton. They so, gave Hamilton a second Grey Cup game because when COVID. I was there last year, there was still a bunch of COVID restrictions, and they were not able to basically have a full-on Grey Cup festival like the other cities were. So they decided to give Hamilton uh, another, another Grey Cup uh, okay. so they okay. could actually well, have the full. That's why that, they did that. Makes that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it makes But, I mean, I mean, hopefully we go back to, no, and after, ha- they, it's Toronto, is it? No, no it's, it's BC, back here, right? BC. Yes. Yeah, that'll be. I, I don't mind them in BC. Right. That's a good, right and, and, and. Where I am now. And the owner looks like he's interested in marketing, so it looks like he'll probably put on a great show. Maybe we'll just stay here till then. Uh, might get expensive. Everything's expensive. Anyways. What, in the hotel? Yeah, yeah I think it yeah. would. You might just want to book it for, like, Grey Cup 2024 right now, Charles. Yeah, Zoletto don't, don't book that far in <laughs> advance. Get, get me a room, too. Will, are you going? The good thing is my wife works for the Hilton Corporation, and she gets awesome discounts. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, I, I need I'd a room. Like to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay down. I'm gonna stay downtown for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm going I'd to like as well. To. Yeah, we'll need to come too. Rudy, you should come too. Everyone will come. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Spends his in the game. I don't. I, don't I, I mean, it doesn't if it's matter BC, who the fuck's in the game. <laughs> Actually, I can. Yeah, I don't mind having a, a stress-free week. It's been three years, three seasons in a row of, of fretting, so it'd be nice just to have a, a year of uh, just enjoying the the week and not having to worry that your team's going to, how they're going to perform. Okay, so I, I want to talk to you guys about this. Charles and, uh, and Will, you've both attended Grey Cups recently, right? Yep. Yep. You weren't there last year, but you were there the year before, right? I was there last year. Were you there last year in Hamilton? Hamilton? I was there in Hamilton last year, and I was in um, uh, Edmonton in 2018. 
And I was in Edmonton in 2018 and Calgary in 2019. Right. Okay, so, oh, why can't I find this? Um, there was a uh, a guy today I was talking with online, and I'm trying to find the message in here. So the guy, did you guys go to the Atlantic Schooner booth or the, the hospitality house? I did in 2018, I did. yes. I okay, did in 2018. So do you know I didn't that that is Scott? That's got nothing to do with the Schooner team. It is some guy from Halifax who has been flipping the bill privately, personally, for 15 fucking years. Really? That that? I didn't know. No. Okay. His name name is John Ryerson. Okay. And John Ryerson, okay. uh, he, he put a post up and he says, Hi, all CFL fans. A big thank you to all the CFL fans that supported the Atlantic Schooner team party at the 2022 Grey Cup. It was a tremendous success. We thank you all. It was our 15th Grey Cup team party. See you in Hamilton next year, John Ryerson. Atlantic Schooners still undefeated. Okay. And then I put up a cheeky post just because I do. And I says, I have a question for you. Who pays for this affair? Considering there is no Atlantic schooners and probably never will be. Okay? His response is, I pay for it personally for 15 years. It's not about the team. It's about including Atlantic Canada in the Grey Cup Festival. That's cool. That's a, that's a good explanation. You know, that I like. Yeah. Now that's something I would want to go to okay. knowing that now. So I returned the the, the the thing and I said, Huge kudos to you. I had no idea. I'd love to have you on the podcast and talk about it. Unfortunately we don't start till midnight your time. I'm not a proponent of a team at Atlantic Canada, not because they shouldn't have one, but because it's economic it's not economically feasible at this time. Promoting this great game coast to coast is a necessity. Good for you. I mean, did you ask? Him, would... did, you, did you ask him? Wait, did you ask him if he's got enough money to build a stadium in Halifax? <laughs> well, he doesn't, or he would have. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. I had always thought it was the guys, those that group of guys that are trying to get a team and stuff like that. Yeah. Because when we I were at was... their room back in 2018, that's where they did that whole, oh, we're naming the team the Atlantic Schooners. And everyone started cheering, and I'm looking around saying, but they haven't even been granted a franchise yet. What's the big, what are we cheering about? Well, they granted the franchise they in 1982. They named the team that didn't <laughs> exist. I mean... It's, and, but the CFL, you know, the CFL keeps saying we're, getting, we're having a 10th team. The media keeps saying, well, when the, when the team, when the 10th team shows up, it's like they're basically fooling the fans that don't pay attention to this closely that the, that a 10th team is imminent coming to the East yeah, Coast. It's not, it's not even close. And it's not. No. There's no, no, no interested owner. Government's not on side, and they don't have a stadium to play in. So those three things. And people always oh, there's a lot more little than little. just three. And then there's people saying, oh, well, it just got set back by COVID. 
I got news no. for you. Before COVID, there was no appetite for it then either. That it had was nothing collapsing. to do with it. It, it was collapsing it was all, then, and yeah. they, were about to kill, they were about to kill it, and then COVID did them a favor. Um, and the guy they took gave all them the deposits. And the guy that was doing it took all the deposits. He didn't return the deposits on the season tickets. No, all those and people he, lost he that money. They never got their money back. Yes. Yeah, it's a sham. You need government to be on side and saying, okay, this is what we need, and then you might have a chance to get some, some private, uh, private. But an owner's not going to flip the bill for, for a stadium and, and start a new team and then lose tens of millions of dollars. That's not, that's not happening. And Quebec no. City's not happening. There's, no, there's zero interest in Quebec City. At least there's a few fans, and there's, I mean, there's a, there's a good football you know, they do have a couple of groups, like you said, the Atlantic Schooners and at Grey Cup, but Quebec City's crickets there. No chance. And people say, well, they can play Montreal. Well, no, that's not going to, it's not like hockey. It's completely different. It's not going to work. And again, there's no stadium in, there's no stadium in Quebec City. I mean, people mentioned Saskatoon. I, I don't think Saskatoon, I don't think Saskatchewan and Rough Riders. Yeah. Not no. There maybe honestly, there are only two cities in Canada where I would contemplate putting a franchise. One of them is Quebec City, but they're so focused on getting an NHL team right now that nobody will give football the time of day. The other one would be London, Ontario. Uh, there's enough happening in that area that they would could support a team and and probably would. I just like. There's no stadium, and there's nobody stepping up to the plate to, to make it all happen. So I do honestly do not believe that there is a single place in Canada that will take a 10th team. It's just I'm not worried. happening. We need one, but we're not going to get it. Not in Canada. I, I, it, I could, within two years, we could have a team in America. It wouldn't take long to find a billionaire down there that wants to own a football team that can't buy an NFL team. Yeah, well, look at the Gliebermans. They just threw money at, I mean, Shreveport, right? Well, I, 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 I talk to Lonnie all the time, okay? Lonnie's a friend. Yeah, and, Lonnie's uh, a good guy. And they, they have zero, zero interest in coming back to football. <clears throat> But also, when they were doing that and they had the Gleibermans there and stuff like that with their team and stuff like that, the league was being run so poorly overall at yeah. that point that that, that yeah. whole that U.S. expansion initially that was done in the mid-'90s was yeah. done so half-assed. They did no due diligence. Any, they were willing to hand out a franchise to any sucker that was willing to hand because, over a check. Because the, league, the, because the league was going broke. The league was almost yes, gone. Yes, they needed they, money they, one way or another. Yeah. And, and they got and lucky then, with Baltimore. You know, and then, then everybody says that the, the CFL failed in America. It didn't fail in no. America. It just wasn't done The properly. NFL wrote a check and said, get out of town. And they're like, thank yeah, you for the money, failure. bye. Thank you for the well, money, I mean, goodbye. Yeah, we'll take Baltimore and move them to Montreal. Well, as soon as Baltimore came back to the uh, the the NFL 
Ravens came back to Baltimore. That yeah. was it for the uh, the CFL team. That was done. You were going to have two teams there, and that was it. And then people forget that Owls team when they first came back. They played in the Big O. It was bad. They almost folded. But if it wasn't for Larry Wettenhall, four thousand people. That team was gone. People don't realize how much money Wettenhall lost on the on, on the Owls. And he kept that team alive and probably spent most of his kids' inheritance on, on that on that franchise. So that guy uh, did good for that franchise. One of the worst stadiums ever built. Well, and then they moved in. Now they have to beg and borrow to play at McGill on game days. So I mean, that's not it's not much better. It's I mean at least they get they got twenty thousand or eighteen thousand, but they they need it. That's got to get fixed too. Yeah. Guys, hang on for a second here. William, are you still with us? I haven't heard from you in a while. I am. I am. You're not involved in this conversation. Why? Um, (laughs) We miss you. Honest answer? Honest answer? Only if it's not rude. Okay. Well, it's not rude. Uh, Um... Talking about Halifax and talking about, I don't care. And it's kind of boring. Just saying. That's all. That's all. That's all. If I have something to add, I will add. Well, you're you're the Atlantic Schooner fan here. (laughs) Go Schooners. Go Schooners. Okay. Anyhow, okay, 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 okay. What else are we going to talk about? Where, where else are we going to go? Okay, um, let's 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 go back to coaching staffs right now. Who's going to lose their job? Anybody? Has the purge happened already, or is well, there so, more coming? The thing is, some teams can't afford to fire their coaching staffs, right? Is that kind of a that's a bit that's of an issue too? That's part of the problem. That stupid cat. <laughs> Well, but some of the private owners don't want to be paying two or three coaches that aren't working for them either, right? So, true. Um, I think I would have said for sure at the end of the regular season that Craig Dickinson was going to lose his job, but now they decided to go out and find a scapegoat instead. Yeah, I know. And but now, well, like they're going to, I mean, they're going to start. So what happens? They go on four next year. Say, so so what happens? They go on. Does say that. Come on, fight nice, you two. No, no, I'm not. I'm just I'm letting them go. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, what happens when Craig Dickinson goes 0 and 4 to start the year? Yeah, and they have good to fire point. him anyways. So there's going to be no further well, ahead. But he also, he also says he's going to hire a offensive coordinator within two to three weeks. So let's see what he comes up with. <laughs> what? He had an offensive coordinator. He used him as a scapegoat, so he's going to fire a new scapegoat. Right. And they right. lose. He's so going to blame him again. They're probably they're going to probably make him hire somebody good, so that there's a replacement when they fire him. Okay, just saying. Probably. Lap. Lapo. Well, Kahari Jones. Or Kahari Jones. Yeah, Kahari has already said he's not interested. So. <laughs> which, is, which is kind of, which is kind of interesting in itself. 
I've also heard rumors that uh, the Stampeders are going to lose some guys and get rid of some guys. So we'll see what happens. On the coaching staff? Yes, sir. So I, 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 apparently... Are they complacent? Well, apparently the receivers weren't overly impressed with Mark Quay McDaniel, okay? okay. Um, so, so he's the receivers coach. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm sure there's talk this week of uh, Toronto winning a great cup with, uh, I don't know, half of Calgary's old Ryan coaching staff on that team. Yeah. Ryan Dinwiddie, um, defensive coordinator, and I think the biggest loss of all time is Josh Bell as their defensive back coach. So, I don't know. How many times did we say that Dinwiddie needs to be fired, and now he's won a fucking Grey Cup? He's pretty much tenured now, isn't he? He's not going anywhere. And he's won back to place back to back. Yes, it's in the East, but still. Yeah, but on the other hand, who was who was the coach in 2017? In Calgary? Where? No, in Toronto. Uh, in, uh, ter- in Toronto. 2017. In Toronto. Wasn't that, you looking at uh, that was, Charles, um, and then I won't. No, I was, um, what's his face? The guy, oh, shit. Uh, he went down to the NFL. Um... Why am I? Why am I drawing a blank? Got hired as head coach. No, he got hired as head coach. Milanovic. Thank you. Yeah. Milanovic. He was their coach in twenty seventeen, and he left to go to the NFL. Right. Okay. That's right. How about How about Steinhauer and and Hamilton? What kind of leash is he going to have with the great cup being there? Bob Young uh, a short one of, I think it's a short one if he's off to a bad start like they did this year. He got away with him this year. I and they, I, th- I think Bob that? Young likes him too much. Bob Young, I think he yeah. likes him too much. I don't think he'll, he'd fire him. That's the issue. Maybe not. I, I like Orlando Steinhauer as a coach. I think he does a good job. I, what, what happened this year? I don't know. Is it the GM that's the problem? Is it the personnel? What was it? In well, I think Evan, it was I mean, the Evan, it was the it was the quarterback. That's what it was. <laughs> he's the quarterback. Or well, he some, yeah, he, yeah, he uh, he lost his mojo. I don't know what happened from. I think those two great cup losses took a lot out of that say, team, and they. And, I was just going to say the same thing. Okay, so. So what I think is happening in a lot of places with the coaching is everybody is looking at Winnipeg and look how shitty, sorry, Rudy, look how shitty Mike O'Shea's teams were for how long? And he didn't get oh, out three years. years. Well, well, hold on, but he inherited a complete disaster from Joe Mack. Like that was every honestly, team, every, no. team, every team that replaces their head coach inherits a disaster because the only reason they got fired the only reason they got fired is because the team sucked 
Yeah, but sometimes you have some pieces. We had no Canadian talent. We didn't have a quarterback. We had it was so bad. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. But we'll listen to the. You know, what happened story, in Edmonton but, with Chris Jones? It was the same fucking thing. Yeah, and he and he has to clean up a mess. So it might be one. It might be one more year. It might take him two years because uh, it took right? O'Shea so, two years. Right. I mean, there's only then, two coaches that I know of that inherited good teams, and they both ran them into the ground. Uh, actually, Hoffnagel had a good team. Hoffnagel had a good team in 2009. They were just undisciplined. They're 2008. When he, when Look he took at that the team 2012 BC Lions with Mike Benavides. And then you look at the 2019 Saskatchewan Rough Riders with Craig Dickinson. Chris Jones left that team in fabulous shape, and Dickinson fucking broke it. Benny broke the Lions. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Very rare do you get an opportunity where you're going into a coaching position where your team is at the top of its game. Like, it would be like thing- Michael Shea retiring right now. Yeah. <laughs> And Buck yeah. Pierce taking it over. Well, I mean, the worst thing the Bombers ever did was 2011 when they when they made the Great Cup. But they were such a bad team. They lost like they were, they were four and seven down the stretch, and they were. I didn't even. I watched half that Great Cup game, knowing we're going to get killed. And it, it just it got worse. 2012 was a disaster. 13 was bad, and then finally they cleaned house and brought O'Shea in in like 2014 or 15. And uh, and then got things turned around, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, all you want is a consistent product, right? If you're if you're if you're a fan, you want you want you want a team to like, yeah, Winnipeg lost a great cup this year, but next year they're not they'll be in the playoffs. I mean, Ottawa's going to be tough. I mean, Ottawa, if you miss the playoffs four years in a row and you are four and fourteen again, how do you sell tickets? How do you sell season tickets? Don't know. Like, they don't have a coach. They don't have a quarterback. Well, Mazzoli. He got hurt this year, but I mean, Mazzoli isn't the guy. Let, let me rephrase. Let, let me rephrase this. They don't have a coach, and they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> so you're not a Mazzoli fan? Who is? You know what? <laughs> Two I don't mind last, them. He, two out of the last two out of the last three years, Mazzoli has had major injuries. I think he's best before Dayton. He should go away. He's not a good injury prone. Well, but that was a cheap that injury this year, that he took kinda... this year. He might not recover from. Possible. That, I haven't heard anything about a game, a, a career-ending injury. He had a cracked kneecap, right, or a dislocated knee, like a, a, a fractured of, of the yeah, kneecap, I, I, I right? I don't know, but it just it just hurts thinking about it. And then, what about crazy. Trevor Harris in Montreal? Yeah. Is that is that their guy for next year? I think so. I don't know who's well, going to be the coach. Is. Who's going to be the coach? He's thirty-eight, right? I wonder if Lapo goes there. No, I think Lapo's done. No. 
I'm not sure who's going to end up there. I keep forgetting that he's he said that he's gonna he wants a new coach. Yeah, he does not. Machocha does not want a coach, according to him. I don't believe it, but according to him. Someone, so Ottawa needs Ottawa needs a coach. Montreal needs a coach. Um, I know people were talking that's, about that's people. Pretty, people are talking about Buck Pierce, but I'm not sure. After the after the Grey Cup game, he called. I'm not sure if I would want to be jumping on the Buck Pierce head coaching train just yet. He might need some more, a little more experience. I don't know if I mean, Buck would leave Winnipeg. He's got pretty good, pretty good. They're pretty tight here. Like O'Shea and all those guys. Like it's it, the team is really tight. Like nobody but, you know, wants it, to really. His home is here, right? Yep. I mean, that's where where home is, and that that, that that's hard when you've got a family. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if O'Shea doesn't, if O'Shea doesn't fire him, Buck Pierce will be back in Winnipeg next year. Oh yeah, he won't be fired. He's not going to get fired over one 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 tough uh, one tough game in the Grey Cup. And with an old line that decided to have an off have an off day. I, I, I never said he was going to get fired. I said oh. if he doesn't get fired, yeah. okay, which I don't expect it to happen, then. Uh, then he's uh he he's going back to Winnipeg. Now Richie Hall's name so is Ottawa, right, but... Ottawa needs a coach, Montreal needs a coach. I think Saskatchewan needs a coach, but they're not gonna get one. <laughs> they're getting an O C. Uh yeah, we don't know who that is either. Right? I mean Montreal needs a coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, they may. I think Machoch will be able to organize things. I think. I mean, if they get the right guy, they might be okay. They got some talent there. They got Stein back there. They got you know quarterback knows what's going on. So. Yeah, Stein back sure has been he, too much. Yeah, I'm sure Machoch will have no trouble finding a coach he's willing to fire quickly. And <laughs> name himself coach again. I don't even know who yeah. they would. Uh... Yeah. yeah just, he'll just give the job to Anthony Calville. There's also no, rumors. No. There's also rumors in Calgary that uh, Kadeem Carey wants out of Calgary. So really, really, why would that be? Huh? <sighs> uh, has a lot to do with the playoffs. Had a lot to do with the playoffs. No, he's making good money. He's making oh. good money. So is he, uh, he's probably the. Uh, this year? No, he's he signed up. Damn, good money to do nothing year. in the Western semifinal. Well, that was part of the problem. Exactly. So, he he he, you know, once again, Dave Dickinson's always been run for or sorry, pass first kind of guy. Yep. And when you pay this guy, when you pay this guy, and I think they're pay they they're paying him like four hundred thousand dollars for three seasons or something like that, which wow, which is not great money, but it's a running back. So yeah, 
That's not money. Yeah. That's not he's my He's the highest paid. He's the highest paid player. He's the high one of the highest paid players non quarterback in the CFL right now. So, Kadeem Carey. So well, then he's not yeah. getting four hundred thousand for three years. That's only a hundred. No, no, grand, no, no. I think that was. I think. I think. I, I think it was three ninety nine for one year or something. I can't remember. Oh, that's a lot. It was last that's, year. That's too much. It was. It, yeah. I thought it was stupid money for a running back. So stupid money for a running back in the CFL is like probably two hundred and fifty thousand. That that would be too much for a yeah. running back in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah, Andrew Harris kind of money. Yeah, because not only do you have a running back, the, the, one of the best running backs in the league, but you, he's also a ratio breaker. Yeah. And as long as we've got that stupid ratio, we're going to be paying too much money for Canadians, starting Canadians. That was my next, that was my next, uh, yeah, the ratio. Um, yeah, how can I, like, if you're an American player and you're three times better than, than the guy beside you, but he's a Canadian, he gets, like, 30 more thousand bucks a year than you? That's got to be tough to take. Okay, Rudy. Like, Here's the dumbest motherfucking thing that you can possibly imagine. Last year, now I know the BC Lions were not that good of a team, but last year, not this year, but last year, we had Lucky Whitehead, we had Brian Burnham, two of the premier receivers in the league, still are, and definitely were back then. Which one of them do you believe was the highest paid receiver on the BC Lions? Uh, Whitehead. Nope. Lamar Durant. <laughs> Is he Canadian, Durant? Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. He was the highest paid receiver on the BC Lions because he was a starting Canadian. He made more money than Brian Burnham, and he made more money than Lucky Whitehead. <laughs> Terrible. That in itself is an example of why this ratio has to go. Yeah, I think it's if you're if you're absolutely good, absolutely ridiculous. They should at least reduce the ratio, not get rid of it. Like take another. And I know for a fact that every GM they don't want to say because it, it looks bad in the media, but every GM in the CFL off the record will say if your starting Canadian goes down, you're what you're you're replacing them with is is not good. It's not the depth isn't there to support the ratio in uh, CFL. It's, uh, it, it, it makes the GM's job, the, the, the head coach's job as well, the hardest position in professional sports. Yeah, because you need, you need five guys. Is it five guys in the field, right? Is that what it is? Five? Yeah. You have, to, you have to juggle the ratio. The entire season, and every game. Yeah. And you can have a scenario, too, that if a Canadian guy goes down, you have to adjust three or four different positions just to get another guy into the game, which is completely ridiculous. And it's not going to change. Look at this last CBA was a real eye-opener for me. 
is when they the owners were trying to change the ratio and the CFLPA got their backup and they got yeah. their backup and they went militant on on the ratio like do not fuck with the ratio is what they they basically said and you know you say you want to reduce it I don't know why we would want to reduce it we need to eliminate it and it's not going to happen there is going to be a massive strike if we try to do that and it has to happen we need a team in America you can't have a repeat of like where American teams were starting to figure out the ratio and you had like, didn't have to use the ratio. And I mean, by the time 1995 rolled around, the Baltimore Stallions were probably one of the, would have been a good NFL team. The Baltimore so. Stallions would have been the start of the largest dynasty in CFL history. Yeah. If they oh, stayed yeah. there. With, yeah. With that coaching staff. They oh, might yeah. still they, be winning the Grey Cup. <laughs> yeah. Cause 94, they were figuring things out. And BC caught them at the right time. Ninety-five. That was a different. That was a different monster. And I mean, they they pushed Calgary around in that Great Cup game. Ooh. The O line and D line dominated well, that, I mean, that, that game. Mhm. It, it was Jim Sapiro, wasn't it? Yeah. Was he, Jim he was the owner. And when he put yeah. when he put the money on the table, he did it right because he went and got Don Matthews. And he yeah. went and hired Canadian coaching staff. And he went and Guys hired Canadian right. that th- th- yeah. understood the game. Right? And he yeah. just, he built a fucking winning team from day oh, yeah. one. And, and you, you know, know and I don't, you can, how does a Canadian team compete against that? You no. can't. No. You get worn down eventually. And especially you lose a Canadian starter. And now, you know, then the backup's in. Now, now good luck. So, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, and I, I want to see best. I would like to see the best. I, I would like to see. You know, all they're doing is limiting the CFL to, like, we were missing out on, on stars. Like, you know what? You have, you open up the the rosters to all Americans or, or the best players. They're going to get a better product, I think. I'm not saying Canadians no, can't crack the lineup. 100% no. I mean, if, and, if you uh, look at the team, there are 21 Canadians on the team, of which how many are actually qualified to be there? Two? I want to say five, but that might be a bit high. Okay. Honestly, you know, I mean... Look at the, I, I, I look at the BC Lions because that's the team I know. How many Canadians on the BC Lions, Charles, would make the team if they didn't have to worry about status? Hmm, that's a tough one. Joe Vaughn, uh, I don't know. Maybe. He's a good, big, strong receiver. Those those are hard to come by, yeah. but maybe not. Yeah. Well, it depends on what he's wanting for money, right? But I mean, seriously, that I don't too. know. I can't name another player on this on the Lions that would make the team. And right now, basically, and I don't have a problem with that. Pull a combo would. 
Yeah, he would. He would. But now basically CHL team. Because you don't have a middle linebacker on your team that's a Canadian for no reason. True. And he's going to retire. I'm not sure about that yet. Yeah, we'll see. Where's Will? He's gone quiet again. We're not talking about Alex Singleton or anything. (laughs) Is he still there? Will, are you still there? I'm chewing. Sorry. Okay. Did we talk about, oh, you guys, you talked about this when I wasn't there, about Bo being traded to Hamilton, right? Yeah, we talked about that last show. Okay. But so we won't do that he, again. Well, he's not signing there as of yet, so. I, we were going to talk really about uh, Regina as a great cup host city. What? It really surprises me that Bo has said that. I, I, I cannot believe that Hamilton would throw draft picks and, you know, like a third and fifth round draft pick on the table for somebody that they had not already sewed up. That just yeah, blows my mind. That just shows how valuable they think CFL Canadian college draft picks are. <laughs> Let's just give them that and see what happens. You'll see, you'll see that's I like why when, I haven't said anything, because Charles I, I just like took when, the words out of my mouth. I like <laughs> when fans complain that they want that draft televised. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> People get upset. They go, why isn't that televised? It's like, I wouldn't even know if they're drafting, like, what, what, anything. I mean, that's... Well, they do I mean, televise it. I do, mean, it, looks I like, it looks like a is cable it, access program, but oh, they do is it televise like, it. Oh, it's like stream then or whatever, right? No, they actually will show it on TSN 1, the first round they usually... First oh. round, sometimes two yeah. rounds. They'll oh. actually show it on TSN... Hmm. It's done in yeah. the TFN studio uh, with the panel, well, and he just walks through this little pole. It, it looks like dialing for dollars. If you ever but, um, remember those old movies, they do dialing for dollars. It was it's yes. not high uh, tech or nothing. But if you want to, I mean, if you want to talk, but about I mean, something you watch the NFL, you watch the NFL draft. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, true. But at least Why they make it an that? event. They make some show out of it. The best thing about the NFL draft was draft day, the movie. That's a good yeah, but movie. don't forget, all, all those draft picks in the NFL, you see them in college football every Saturday. They get hyped up by by the networks. I mean, yeah, in, Canada, in Canada, in yeah, Canada, has, has gone has gone dark. You don't even, I mean, that's half, that's some of their doing too by deciding to go alone by changing the weekend of their uh, Vanier Cup. Instead of going on the same weekend with the uh, Grey Cup, they thought they would uh, hold their own event and that would uh, be more lucrative, which has been a complete disaster. They and, did I mean, that one year in Vancouver and they had like 30,000 people at the yeah. Vanier Cup. 
You already have it was a there. massive yeah. success. Yes, so obviously some... that needs to stop doing it. I mean, like think about it. If you're in marketing, you go, okay, you have like a fifty thousand or twenty thousand people from all over Canada in your city with nothing to do on a Saturday that afternoon. Have nothing, nothing. Yeah, that have nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon. And they're yeah, here. I, so, I mean, you. holy shit. Yeah. That, that, you, you don't have to do any marketing. Just go, yeah, here's the game. And charge 30 bucks a ticket, and you're, you're fine. I don't know what now the thought process let's go play the was, game on some obscure weekend in Waterloo. Or Laval. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, asinine. I mean, next year, what, Hamilton? I mean, that's a... That'd be perfect for them. That's pretty big there. McMaster, all that. They they get behind those teams there as much as you can for Canadian for youth sports. I know it's not like Manitoba maybe gets a couple thousand fans per game. I'm not sure what UBC gets. Uh, they can get a couple, two or three thousand. I mean, if it's the Shrumble where they play against. Um, SFU, that's like the rivalry game, they get okay. a good crowd for that. Other than okay. that, they get a couple thousand, usually, at okay. Peter Stadium. And the Dinos? What are they, they don't what are get they, a lot. Get, no. Which? Who? Did you just say Dinos? The Dinos. <laughs> or the, the Dinos. The Dinos. The Dinos. The Dinos, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but never do. Just crazy. Yeah. It's late here. Yeah. It's, it's Where late are here. You? Right. Okay. Um, yeah. 500, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 They don't draw. Pretty, Western Canada doesn't draw. It doesn't draw really anywhere other than Laval. <laughs> it's a. Uh, oh, St. Mary's. College football is nothing in Canada. It's just simple. It's nothing. Yeah, it's just... And, and no and, disrespect to anybody playing in those games. Good for you. But you know what? It is nothing in Canada. I could have played college football like in, in for Simon US. Fraser, and I said no. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's just no point in it. Because we know, uh, with all due respect to the youth sports guys, the top Canadian college football players are playing in the NCAA. Yeah, they're not playing in youth sports. Why? Because they get full scholarship there, and they can't get that in Canada. Yeah. Well, and they'll also get a chance. They'll get more exposure. I mean, more exposure, exactly. They'll play a college football game that'll be shown on ESPN or ABC or NBC, not uh, Community Channel 4 after the Farb Report. I am surprised. Yeah, yeah but that's how it. it is. So, at least have the let's, game. let's go back the... to the Grey Cup game oh. for a minute because we're, there's no okay. point in us talking about uh, youth sports. Let's go back to the Grey Cup. Yeah. 8.2 million Canadian viewers. 25% of the population of Canada at some time turned tuned in 
to the Grey Cup game this year. Highest rating ever, I think. Um, at the peak, there was 4.7 million people watching the game. That's absolutely amazing. That's great yeah. numbers. Yeah. I mean, they're not fabulous numbers on the thing, but 8.2 is the highest Grey Cup viewership that I have seen in decades. Yep. I mean, I went through most of the numbers not that long ago, and it was like 5.5 million was about the highest. This is 8.2. How and why did this happen? Is this because Winnipeg was on trying for a three-peat and everybody in Canada wanted to watch them fail? And I think Toronto, they get decent TV numbers anyway, so that's probably... Yeah, uh, because the, you've got the biggest TV market in the country where their team was yeah. involved in it, so that's got, that can't hurt. Yeah. And I you think know, you probably have more... Sus- can't hurt. And you probably had more Saskatchewan people tuning in because it's, it was in Regina, so there might be an yeah, all-in. I mean, all decided of, not to go to the game instead. All of Manitoba. Stay home and watch all it on of, TV. I mean, and so I mean, all of Manitoba is watching. But now the CFLs need to market, though. I mean, this is the issue: is that they need to like market these. They don't market in the United States at all. If they if they did minimal marketing, I guess they're doing something with this. Uh, new streaming service that something is coming out in a few weeks about uh, possible American uh, TV deal that supposedly is going to pay Yeah, but did you see silly. that TV deal? I, did, I read it, but I didn't really study it. I heard that supposedly three to four times the amount of what they're getting now from TSN. I don't believe that. Okay. No, that's a, no, no, you didn't read it right. No, it's four didn't. times more than the, what they're currently getting from ESPN for the American oh, rights. Okay, all right. And they're okay. currently right. getting they're currently getting two hundred thousand dollars a year from ESPN. So they're going to make eight hundred thousand a year from ESPN. Big fucking deal. That's still not a yeah. big number. No. No, it's pathetic. Uh, I think that's I was. I think getting more exposure would be a bigger deal than the money if they were yeah, on I mean, ESPN. Yeah, you get the money, oh, 100%. you're going to get taken off of ESPN. Are you really that much further ahead for an extra 600 grand? And what network are you going to go on? Uh, who knows? <laughs> ESPN 12. Yeah, right. If they can, uh, I mean, I guess you got to kind of start somewhere in the states. So that, that, I mean, maybe to the first step. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if the USFL and if that, if those leagues struggle. One of those leagues is going to be gone. USFL or XFL, they're going to go. One of those. Yeah, they're never going to survive. Yes, some one of them is going to put no. the other out of business. Or yeah. they might both fail. Who knows? <laughs> Well, yeah, they might, they might, yeah, exactly. They they might cannibalize each other. So stretch out the uh, the viewing potential for spring football so much that yeah. neither league will get good viewing numbers because some will be watching one league, some will be watching the other league, and there won't be nearly enough watching one league or the other. So it'll stretch it out, and no one will be there watching. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that makes that makes sense too. But again, I, this, yeah. It's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to who has 
deeper pockets if they survive an extra year or two. And I have no, I, I, my money would be on the Rock or the XFL to last an extra year or two over the USFL. That looked pretty. That looked pretty rough this year. I watched a few of the XFL games. I mean, the they USFL terrible. games. Yeah. Yeah, and then they only played in one stadium, right? They didn't play. Oh, they, oh, they had a hub city, right? So they played all the games in one in one city. So it was like this. Yeah, there was no. Always so you couldn't market your own in your own in your own city. So next year, when those teams start to play in their own cities, fans won't know who they are. Yes. If. If. Yeah. Yeah, good boy. If's a good number or a good word there. <laughs> if. So when's the? Uh, I don't know. Uh, go ahead. I was going to ask when the next the Grey Cup. 2024 is in BC, and I believe 25 will be in Winnipeg. And then after that, 2026. Well, don't make that assumption. Well, I'm pretty sure Winnipeg will get 2025. That seems to be the betting. We'll see. Yeah. I think I think Winnipeg stepped aside. I think Winnipeg didn't. I mean, I'm thinking it's going to be a long time before it's back in Regina. Yeah, um, CJ, yep. you, you said you, you you were going to tell us why you think it's the worst idea ever to have it in Regina. Well, there's no fucking hotels. They can't organize a blowjob in a whorehouse with a fistful of thousand dollar bills. Uh, it, it, it just it was a terrible, terrible event this year. They didn't have the halftime show until t- three weeks before the Grey Cup. Now, we all know that that is. How the, how the Grey Cup works is the host city hires a Grey Cup commissioner, so to speak. I don't know what the actual term is. And then they, that person works with the league to organize the event. Okay? It's, 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 it's not a league event and it's not a team event. It is this organization that does that. Do you remember when uh, BC Lions, I think it was 2011 we had it, they hired Scott, Scott Ackles from, okay. from Calgary, yeah. from the Stampeders. He was the president of the Stampeders. He quit being the president of the Stampeders to come and do organize the Grey Cup in B.C. and then got in a fight with David Braley and never got a job. Because <laughs> we all figured he would be the president of the B.C. Lions. So, um, so there's, there's a separate entity that organizes this, and they're responsible to both the um, host city and the league. And obviously they failed miserably in Saskatchewan this year because they didn't hire the right people because there was nothing good about that event from what anybody and everybody says. So what were the, what were the main... What were, what were the main uh, complaints for, besides no hotels, obviously, but, I mean, um, just venues or getting around? All, all of the above. 
I, I think that the uh, the venues were in different locations because there was no single area that could host it all. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, in Vancouver, you do it. You, it, it, you can put it all in the Vancouver Convention Center and have everything. Okay. <coughs> yep. That's kind of like Winnipeg. They have it all pretty much downtown, except for Spirit of Edmonton. Usually they do their own thing. But that's... Yeah, and Edmonton was like that, too, where they had everything roughly in the same area. And Calgary? I guess Calgary's the same. Everything's... You want to be spread out like on Grey Cup Week because people get their Wednesday or whatever and you don't want to be crisscrossing the city. People are two sheets to the wind. But yeah, I know. I I, uh, I didn't hear t- too many people rave about the uh, the Regina Grey Cup. A lot, of em- a lot of empty seats too, which is disappointing. Yeah, because a lot of people that early. were trying to end up selling their seats or trying to sell it, but they'd ask for a whole bunch of money. Nobody wanted to pay them yeah. for it, so they went unsold. Oh, yeah. And they, they, were like, asking oh, we're for, they were asking for like $800 for two seats. Yeah, for, I mean, very good. Yeah. I went on StubHub. I found it. I could have went for 50 bucks. Yep. So... I think they got to be careful of that going forward too. I mean, if you're if you're if you're a host city and you don't think your team is going to be close to the Grey Cup, you got to be very careful on your on your pricing. I think I, I looked at Hamilton. I think they did a good job. They have a bunch of um, hundred dollar and two hundred dollar tickets, standing room in their I guess what I think it's not the Pilsner that's Saskatchewan, but I think they have. Um, a bunch of cheaper tickets, so that's. I mean, that's that, good. It's not Hamilton. Yeah, that's where I was last year. Okay, yeah. Was in the standing room area. Yeah, and how much did you pay for your ticket? I think they were a uh, hundred dollars. Okay, so that's fair, right? There should be there should yeah. be an option for people who want to go to the game and not have to spend like a thousand bucks for for two tickets. And I've also seen already they've sent out early um, for uh, Hamilton season ticket holders. They've sent out early um, pricing for the Grey Cup there, and they also have yeah. like uh, hundred dollar grandstand tickets, so that they're not yeah. like you actually get a seat for a hundred bucks, which are not ridiculously overpriced, yeah. which is good. I remember the Grey Cup back when we went in 2018 uh, in Edmonton. They were they were huge prices for those. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you got to be careful, otherwise you're gonna end up like Regina this year, where there's empty seats all over. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you guys. Let's go back to the the playoffs here. Um, we all know who won the Grey Cup, right? It was the Toronto Argonauts, and there was a couple of teams that played four games. In fact, there was four teams that played four, two games. Sorry, two games, not four. Two, four teams played two games. Who was the lowest quarterback? Okay, rank the four quarterbacks that played two games. 
Did that make sense to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, somebody won the, the, the semifinal game, and they played in the final game. Okay? Both of the teams, both of the number one teams, won the, the finals and then played in the Grey Cup. Okay? So they played so there two are games. four teams. There was four teams yeah. that both played two games. Okay? Of those four teams, rank the quarterbacks. And how they played, or or overall, they just generally rank them. Rank them. Oh, we base them. Yeah. Based on what? Well, oh. how do you rank a quarterback? Okay. It's well, based basically, on... passing yards is the number one thing, okay. right? Well, we're going based on passing yards. It was um, based on passing yards. It was Nathan Rourke, Trevor Harris, McLeod Bethel Thompson, Zach Caleros. Yep. It's funny because the two great cup teams had the two lowest passing yardage for quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And the same amount of games. Yep. I know Rourke had over 300 yards against Winnipeg, but it didn't feel like it. Like, it just felt like... It was a little bit misleading because a lot of that was in later in the game when they were yeah. basically just chucking the ball downfield because they really had no choice at that point. And Winnipeg was in prevent yep. pretty much. Hang on, hang on. What was the difference between Winnipeg playing Toronto and BC playing Winnipeg? The game was finished by one score. Doesn't matter whether it is, it's one score difference, right? That's true. Uh, but eight points and one point, okay. that's a big, that's a, that's a. One was eight points, one was one point, but it was a one-score game. If BC scored a touchdown on the last play of the game and a two-point conversion, they would have tied it gone to overtime. Okay? They were only one score away. I mean, those two games were very similar in that capacity. So you can't go, well, okay, Nathan Hort scored. Uh, threw for over 300 yards, but it sure didn't feel like it. I don't know. BC was never out of that game. And, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm well, being a homer right now, and I'll admit well, it. No, I'll they tell were you, never I'll out tell of you. that game. Uh, yeah, they, they would have been out of that game in the first half. In the first quarter, they were out of that game. If they didn't get a break on some kind of crazy rule about blocking, how you, they blocked the punt the wrong way, which is, I don't know. That, uh, uh, hang that on, hang on, hang on, Rudy. The rule is the rule. It's the same for every team in the league. Yeah, no, Everybody I know. Everybody knows but, what the fucking rule is. It, so don't it was, be blaming it, it on a crazy rule. It's not. It, it was. If, if, it's a dubious, if it's a dubious had rule. had intercepted that they, any of those four Caleros passes, that game would have been over but, long but ago. But I'm telling you, though, in, in the first, I mean, that was a, it was a, I want to say a lucky break for BC to, for that guy to run into the other part of his leg. But, I mean, that's a 14 nothing game and it's over. Then we had the game. We could have made it a two-score game late, but our lovely our lovely kicker missed a convert, then missed another convert, and it got returned for two points. So he turned a uh, he turned what should have been seven points into a four point, and then that's why it was a one-score game late because our 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 fucking kicker can't make converts. So your quarterback can't why throw I- the ball. Yeah, but it was okay. the thing is, if at that, was in the fourth, throwing the ball decent, it, I cannot believe he, that those DBs he, 
T.J. Hill he, did not return that for six points. Okay, Calero he, threw four interceptions that weren't caught. He threw. That um, game would have been over. But I mean, still, your kicker's got to make. I mean, at the end of the fourth quarter, he makes that last kick. It's a two-score game, and Claris comes out of that game at, with a two-score game, and then we put in our backup, and Claris doesn't get his, his uh, ankle twisted. And it's a, it could be a different story in the Great Cup. But I do agree, Caleros hasn't been, has not, has been there's a average. Leap. What's that? I mean, there's a bit of a leap, but. but. Well, I mean, I don't, with two minutes left, Caleros isn't going to be in that game. With a, a two-score game? Maybe. I don't know. They wouldn't have taken him out. Well, what do you think about it? I mean, I He doesn't care. There's not. Probably, probably sleeping. I'm not sleeping. William, I'm, 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 I'm doing something that I don't normally do. Uh-oh. He's listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, to see if I and there's nothing I really want to jump in on. Sorry, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I need a break from football for a while. Who knows? You are soccer too. You? I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. No, he doesn't watch. Well, soccer. yeah, but. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I need a break from football. But you know what? It seems that this coming off season, we're going to discuss all the same things over again, and nothing's going to change. And the CFL is going to stay the same. But that's and, when we get to bitch. Which is the, the best league. Which I, which, <laughs> which I have no problem with because I still watch the league, and I always will watch the league regardless if it changes or not. I just, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I would like another, I'd love another football league to have success in the CFL's time slot so maybe somebody will force their hand to do something. That's all. That's all. Oh, no, hang, that was, that was on, hang on. Hang on. I'll, I, I like your idea, but that would be the same thing as the Eastern Division playing at the same time as the Western Division, and they're not forced to get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Well, we would, would forced, we would be forced to because they'd be forced to get better. Because they wouldn't be Why? attracting the players they want to play. They wouldn't be attracting the players that they want, and so on and so yeah. forth. And you could have an entire league. Imagine this. We complain about certain things in this league all the time, but imagine, imagine an all-Canadian league. Oh. Of all-Canadian players? There's so many people that are saying that that's the way yes. it should be. It would be so. Yeah, well, you those people. Are, how those people that would be. Those people are retarded, uh, CJ. You know that. So. I, I, I do. I apologize. You're not allowed to say that on the air, though. Yeah, you know. I know that. that. We got in trouble before. Um. My argument for that is there are twenty thousand NCAA Division One. 
graduates yep. every year. Yep. This, the NFL takes 150. 150 players. The rest are left for the other leagues. Right. Okay, so each league takes 450. There's still 19,300 players available to the CFL. Yep. And really, there's not that much difference between somebody who runs a 4-4 and a 4-5, except for there's about 8,000 people in between. Uh huh. I don't believe that the competition of the XFL or the USFL, if they are both highly successful, are going to be a player drain on the CFL. I don't believe it. I mean, especially since the CFL pays more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, now, if one of those leagues takes off eventually and starts paying more money, then you might see a bit of a drain or. Some guys choosing to stay oh. south of the border. Okay. okay, you're going to lose 30 or 100 players. Big deal. There's still 19,900 other players that want to come down here. And I think the one thing that helped the CFL is the history of the league. Like, you hear Bo Levi Mitchell talking about he still wants to add to his, uh, you know, great cup total. Legacy. He still wants his, his legacy. So it's, uh, you know, stuff like that. That's funny. That, does help the uh, the league. I mean, the guy. I mean, the, I give him credit. I'm, I'm, I'm liking Bo more and more. I think uh, I don't know how good that shoulder is, though. That might be an issue. I'm not sure how much I would want to pay him if I'm Hamilton or Saskatchewan if that shoulder doesn't uh, hold up over 18 games. Well. I think if he makes four hundred thousand next year, I would be shocked. Well, it might be a bidding war, though. <laughs> Hamilton Saskatchewan might will. get might get crazy. He will make more than that, only because there's there's too many people out there that want the bow of old, and what they're getting yeah. is the old bow. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good way to put that. You watch Bo right. throw the ball. I mean, it's just a... Yeah. You watch Bo throw the football in 2013, 2000, so 2014, compared to like 2019. It's a different, it's a different, different quarterback. He's still smart, but just doesn't have that zip on the ball. Yeah, he had some zip on it then. He doesn't have the same weight now. No. Yeah. And even it kind of scared me in the Grey Cup game. Caleros looked a little bit like that too. Now I'm not sure if that's because it was he couldn't really push off the throw. So we'll see next year. But I noticed Caleros oh, missing a little zip on his. in the BC game then? Oh, I don't know. Because he didn't look any better. Uh first. Yeah, he. Yeah, it was. They. Uh, the offense was definitely uh What was the excuse? Off. The fact you guys won, you're ignoring all the warts. I already said the last two uh, – the last four playoff games, I said uh, Winnipeg has not been good in the last four playoff games. They've been average at best. And it's, it's, I think it has to do with clinching early. You lose that edge. And I don't know 
what you can do to to stay sharp. That was, it's the age-old dilemma. I mean, yeah. doesn't matter what team it is. I mean, Calgary, the curse of Calgary yeah. did that. I don't know how many times, Will. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> but, I mean, um, a whole bunch is all I'm going to yeah, say. No shit. And even when like when they were in, 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 in 2014 when they beat Hamilton, that was a close game. Like Hamilton almost yep. knocked that one out at the end, wasn't for that flag. So I mean, yep. it shouldn't have been. Yep. yep. Oh no, that was a dumb play by the Hamilton. Yeah, well. He never should have never should have laid his hands on him. That's why I personally think you know it's funny because I personally think you should, you know, we talk about the all-time greatest coaches in the CFL. I think you should decide that by Grey Cups and Grey Cups only. That's oh, kind of, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, well, Dickinson disqualified for, after his 2016 nonsense. What did he do? What did he do? That that again? What, what Dickinson did in the 2016 Grey Cup at the end of the game. Taking, yeah, uh, but what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say as far as that goes doesn't matter does not matter does not matter what your record is in the CFL if you don't win the Grey Cup you weren't successful. Yeah, but this is why I want one division though. So you have the two best teams that that <clears throat> deserve to be there that that get the right home playoff games. Like this year, Calgary twelve well, yeah, we all, going on. We all agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll never happen. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. No. No. Nobody out there is going to make that kind of a move. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, we're going to be stuck arguing about this forever, <laughs> I think, probably. But that's a good thing because CG and I are old and we won't forget because it's the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> right? Right, CJ? I got to hit myself in the head every once in a while because I'm needle skipping. <laughs> yeah. Next year in Ottawa, next year in Ottawa, seven and eleven, and they beat BC in the Great Cup. We can have the same uh, same discussion. Yep. So, I had a point and I forgot it. That's how old I am. Uh huh. That's okay. I do that sometimes too. So, is uh, what? What are you guys' thoughts? Is uh, Rourke going to be uh, on an NFL roster, or is he? Do you think he'll be back in BC? Got Who do you want to ask first, Charles? You can go first. You want to go ahead? We have whoever has whoever wants to go first. I honestly think he will come back. I don't think he's ready for the NFL yet. I think the injury hurts him, and I just don't think – I don't see the benefit for a guy like that at that stage of his career to go down and be on a practice roster. I mean, I guess maybe if it's all about money, he's going to make the money and stuff like that, but if the Lions throw money at him with a contract extension and stuff like that, 
the money he'll make as a top-level quarterback in the CFL compared to what he'll make on a practice roster might be somewhat different. It's not going to be a lot different. And if he really, truly is serious about wanting to play in the NFL, I think he's got to follow the roadmap of guys like Warren Moon and Jeff Garcia and such and have, you know, more than just one partial year of being successful. I think you need three or four good, successful years. That really, I think, will help you. Um, uh, It'll, A, garner more interest, and it'll help you get more prepared uh, for playing um, in the NFL. So I I don't think it benefits him to go now. Because if he does, I think he might just end up to be another... Okay, there's a difference between it won't benefit him now and that he won't do it. No, that's true. I have this very terrible pit in my stomach that says that he is going to sign a contract in the NFL and he is going to go through training camp and get cut and he's going to come back to the CFL at Labor Day. After the it's NFL cut, so I wonder what I'll, you know. It's one of those things. It's, is, is he gonna? Would he sign for that money on a hope and a prayer? I mean, he's already stated that his all all time dream is to play in the NFL. So, is is going through training camp with the New York Giants or whoever? Um, does do you attain that goal by doing that? Do you at one, well, any point in time think, oh, yeah, I should go play in the CFL and to- and hone my skills a little bit, and then I can try later? Oh, somebody wants me now? Okay. I'm guessing yeah, his agent I, and parents will want him. <laughs> See, the problem with what Charles said is in, in the fact that if BC Lions throw money at him right now, and give him, you know, good starting money. He's on a rookie contract. And according to our CBA, he's in the second year of a three-year contract. So he's already under contract for next year. BC Lions would have to release him from that contract for him to sign with the NFL. That being said, that if the BC Lions right now want to renegotiate the contract with Nathan Rourke, they have to extend his contract. So that means they're going to pay him $500,000 next year for year three and $500,000 for year four. There's no guarantee that BC will let their star quarterback out of that contract. So he is stuck in the CFL for at least another two years. Where in reality, if he doesn't renegotiate, he's only here for another year. This is the Chris Williams scenario in Hamilton going back a few years, and also James Wilder Jr., if you guys read to a lesser extent. Okay? So that's the problem, is you have to extend the rookie contract if you renegotiate it. There's no options there. There's no way around that. 
Does Rourke want to get tied into that contract? Because quite frankly, if he's getting $500,000, he's my number one starting quarterback in my team, there's no fucking way I'm releasing him from that contract, regardless of what he wants to go to the moon. Elon Musk wants to send him to Mars. It's not going to happen. I'm not letting him out of my contract. I need him. He's my franchise. Okay? And you always say, okay, you don't want to hold somebody back from their career, but you don't want to blow up your team either. Hmm. So, no, Nathan Rourke does not renegotiate for next year. He's He's going to finish his rookie contract, and at that point in time, if there's any NFL interest, then he's gone. Does he go down there now? and sign a contract for a practice roster spot and go through training camp. It would be great experience for him as a CFL quarterback to go down there through a training camp and then come back up here and play, but we've lost a third of our season, and we already have another starting quarterback. So do you put Vernon Adams in as your number one and hope that Nathan comes back? What if he doesn't get cut? Yeah. What if he actually makes the team down there? Well, I mean, the Jets... No, I mean, this is Chris a very Gr- difficult situation. What was that, Rudy? I was going to say Chris Drebler somehow hung on for, like, th- two seasons in the NFL <laughs> on the pro- practice I roster. Know. And, I mean... He's still there. But... The- the thing is, they sold him a bill of goods in Arizona. Cliff Clinsbury said, oh, we're going to use you like we did in the NF- in the CFL, like the way um, Lapo used them. It would be like uh, Taysom Hill in New Orleans. And they basically they sat, him for, they sat him for 15 games and then gave him the ball in game 16 and go, okay, go win us this game to make the playoffs. He's like, and he had Dude, no you, idea what was going start. on. It was it was a brutal – I mean, what, and there were games where Arizona was up by four touchdowns. I'm like, well, throw Strebler and give him like a – at least give him some uh, mop-up time. And no, it was like ridiculous. And then Murray gets hurt, of course, and that was it. And, I mean, now he's in New York. I mean, I could see him coming back to the CFL after – if he gets cut one more time. I think he's got his pension now. I, I, he's an active. I don't think he was – I don't think he was that good of a quarterback in the CFL. Not a starting quarterback. No. Absolutely not. No. The, the, bombers fell, the Bombers fell in the first place when he started those games. That's why they went out and went to go and get Zach Caleros. I mean, he's good off yeah. the bench. And what the package, he, he was perfect for what, what role he played. Now, two years of NFL coaching and being around, you know, players of that – you know, level for two years, maybe he maybe he could start for a CFL team now, but I don't know. That I mean, did I you, wouldn't. Did you ever look? Did you ever watch him throw the ball? Yeah, I actually watch him. Yeah, it's, it's awkward. It was awkward. It's better now. He has terrible mechanics. Well, but that's been fixed though in in the state. He's got better mechanics now. He looked good in preseason with the Jets. He threw the ball. He threw the ball like kind of like a quarterback supposed to. But I agree, it was awkward. And I mean, that touchdown he, he threw in the 2019 Grey Cup game was no business being caught or completed. But 
it found a hole through Hamilton there. But that's uh but yeah, it's just he, he, he's he, he's a quarterback that takes the ball and runs. Okay? I really have no respect for quarterbacks that do that. Hero. I like it when they do it because of everything else fails and the pocket collapse and they take off. Great. But if all you do is you take the ball and you run forward, it's a quarterback draw all the time. It's absolutely useless play. If they can stop Damon Allen made stop a them. living with it. Darian Durant made a living with it. Fucking useless. Those weren't wow. quarterbacks. Yeah, Damon Allen wasn't the best, uh, wasn't the most accurate thrower of all time. He had some, he had some rough years when he tried to throw the ball. It, it, yep. He just had. <laughs> He just had so many years. That's the only thing. His saving grace was he was in the league yeah. for, what, 20 years or something stupid? Yeah. Yeah. If you actually take his passing yards know. and over. his career passing yardage and divide them by the number of by years year. he played, they're not that impressive at all. I think no. it comes out to less than 3,000 yards a year. Yeah. Maybe a bit overrated. Yeah, it, was, it was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Actually, I got into an argument with him in the Facebook group because he used to be part of Let's Talk CFL. I think he's left um, because I, I said that he was a shitty uh, quarterback. And he came up and he says, I stand by my numbers. And I says, your numbers were shit. And he says, they're some of the best in the CFL history. And I said, that's only because you were too stupid to know when to retire. Yeah. No, it was a. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's. They say he's the number two quarterback of all times, and I mean mm-hmm. seriously. Oh no. yeah, he's right behind Anthony Calvillo. Neither one of those are in my top ten. No, they're not. They're not my top five or ten. Yeah, they're not my top. Definitely not my top five. Absolutely. Calvillo played in the East, so basically he had a free pass to the Great Cup almost every year, and then I mean, yeah, he played a long time, but. He's not. He's not top five. No. No. I mean, and you know what? Matt no. Dunnigan's not in my top five because he shit the bed in almost every Grey Cup game he played in. So. Flutie and Moon. That's Flutie Moon, and I don't know. Oh, we're we're running out of show here. We got like one yeah. minute left. Uh oh. Yeah, if we've got that, I don't know. Kind of having too much fun here. I got to get my show back up. Where are we? Come on, click, 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 Forty-four seconds. Okay. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number five hundred and twelve. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. I uh, will say good night real quick. Uh, run around the tables. Thirty seconds. Uh, Rudy, go. Hey, good night. See you next week. Charles Ripper. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. I gave Will lots of time to take the mute off. Will, go at it. Good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Go Schooners. Go Schooners.